to uh, sing a song for you that I guess if it really was what it's all about, it would come from this song. Uh, because Jesus was born, we got to tell everybody. <laughs> and so they went and they said, Let's, why not? Go tell it on the mountain. So we're going to sing for you now uh, the old Negro spiritual, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Oh, oh. 
assisting on the bell and the loan. for a better life. He came all alone, left his family back on the farm in Norway. And every year he went home for Christmas. He brought two things with him when he came home. Oranges was one of them. And the other one was chocolate bars. Now my grandmother, she was a tiny little woman whose name was Ulubina. And Ulubina hid the chocolate bar. Then on Christmas Day, Ulavina said to all her children, and that was quite a few of them, said, put on your coats, we're going up on Floyhea. We are going to visit the chocolate tree. Floyhea is a great big mountain that comes up behind the house, rising high over the water. So Ulavina and her children climbed up on the mountain, and they came to this large spreading tree. Grandma said, here is the chocolate tree. Look carefully on the ground and see if you can find any chocolate. So the children began searching all over, under the bushes, behind the rocks, in the grass, looking for chocolate bars. And one by one, each child found a chocolate bar under the chocolate tree. How exciting it was to actually find a chocolate bar under the chocolate tree. And what a Christmas experience, especially if you only had chocolate bars once a year. Well, my father told me that he and his brothers and sisters returned to the chocolate tree many, many times. <laughs> they never found any more chocolate bars under the chocolate tree. My friends, Christmas is a time for the giving of gifts. We love to give gifts to people that we love and to people we cherish, to our family. Listen to what the Bible says about giving gifts. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So, my friends, the chocolate tree never gave out a chocolate bar. It was Ulavina's clever hands that dropped the chocolate bars on the ground where each child could find one. And so my friends, the best gifts of Christmas come from God. As you look for happiness in your life, you look for peace. Some of you look for rest. Some of you are looking for satisfaction. Remember, these gifts, the best gifts, don't grow on trees. They come straight from God's hand. So if you would enjoy Christmas, go to God. Accept the gifts he gives. Open each package he offers. Everything you ever wanted comes from his hand. Don't be fooled. There is no chocolate tree. 
Only the giving hand of God and his excellent gifts can make your Christmas season complete and full and joyous. So let Jesus be the best gift of the whole season. In your busy days, take time out to be with Jesus. So we'd like you to turn in your hymn books now and sing with us. Angels we have heard on high. All right. Number 374. Standing as we sing, 374.
better than any other group of us. kitchen, children all over, but this is the hardest working. I'm going to stretch it to their limits. The angels brought the uh, message, Gloria and Excelsis Deo, or Glory to God in the Highest. We're going to sing for you now one called Gloria and Excelsis. Tradition attached. 
about light. Light is, of course, used mainly by our eye. It's because of light that our eyes can see. And so the first Christmas was all about light and seeing. I'd like to consider the first Christmas by saying that it was a policy change that came straight from God. Before that first Christmas, God had a special policy. It was the way he expected people to behave and a way for men to react towards God. It began with Moses, whom God used to organize the first religious services. Recall that Moses was walking alone in the desert, suddenly saw a bush that was burning with fire, but not consumed. And as Moses approached the burning bush, God stopped him and said, Moses, take off your shoes. The place you're standing on is holy ground. So Moses was warned by God, be careful how you approach God. Later on in Mount Sinai, which was a great stone mountain rising right up out of the desert sands, God would come down and appear on the top of the mountain. And I want you to listen to God's instructions as he appeared on Mount Sinai. Be ready against the third day, for the third day the Lord will come down in the sight of all people on Mount Sinai. Thou shalt set bounds unto the people round about, saying, Take heed to yourselves, that you go not up to the mountain, or touch the border of it. Whoso touches the mount shall surely be put to death. And the Lord came down on Mount Sinai, on top of the mount. And the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount, and Moses went up. And the Lord said to Moses, Go down, charge the people, lest they break through unto the Lord to gaze, and many of them perish. Keep the people away. Set a boundary. People might try to climb up the mountain to gaze at me, to look at me. And he says, if they try to see me, many people are going to die. Now later on, when Moses himself was on the top of the mountain, he asked God, he said, I would like to see you. Can I see you? And listen to God's response. And he said, Moses said, I beseech you, God, show me your glory. And God said, I will make my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. Will be gracious to whom I will, and will be gracious and show mercy on whom I will. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And so from God's own mouth came the policy. No man can see me and live. You are not allowed to see God. And so God would remain unseen by human eyes. In particular, God said, No man can see my face. That policy would continue for 4,000 years. When the Israelites made a place of worship, the temple, 
once a year on the Day of Atonement, the high priest would enter the Holy of Holies. And God gave special instructions for that moment. Listen to what he says. Aaron shall bring the bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself, make an atonement for himself and for his house. Shall kill the bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself. He shall take a censer full of burning coals of fire from off the altar, and his hands full of sweet incense, beaten small, bring it within the veil. He shall put the incense on the fire before the Lord, that the cloud of incense may cover the mercy seat that is upon the ark, that he die not. So before the priest entered the Holy of Holies, he was to reach into the curtain and place a censer there that would burn incense so that the Holy of Holies would be full of smoke. He couldn't enter until the whole room was full of smoke. So God hid in the smoke, and he hid in the darkness, making sure that no man could look at his face. For he said, if a man see God face to face, that man will die. And that was the policy of God for 4,000 years. No man was ever allowed to see God's face. God was surrounded by darkness and smoke and mystery. So suddenly we find this wonderful event. Mary and Joseph arising, arriving in Bethlehem going to a stable. Baby Jesus is born on that first Christmas night and laid in a manger. Now I always marvel at the Christmas story because the angels seem to be so excited. They're so excited. Bursting in on the only people who happen to be awake at night, shepherds, they tell in very excited tones God's new policy. So God has changed the policy on that first Christmas Eve. And here is God's new policy. The angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Here's the exciting news. A Savior who is Christ, the long-promised Messiah, but more specifically, he is Christ the Lord. God is come to earth. The best part, he says, is this. He's lying in a manger. You're going to be able to identify him by his clothing. He's wrapped in rags. Good news. Now you can go see him. Why you go see him? What a change in policy. What a happy moment in human history. You can go see God. There's no smoke. There's no boundaries. There's no restriction. The new policy is face to face with God. Zacharias, the priest, the father of John the Baptist, would describe the birth of Jesus in these wonderful words. Listen to how he says uh, Jesus' birth is described. Jesus is born to give knowledge of salvation to his people for the remission of sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, 
Wherefore the day spring from on high hath visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the way of peace. He calls Jesus the day spring from on high. Day spring means the source of light. Jesus was to be the source of light from God. Light used by the eye so we can see see clearly. God was coming to earth and you were finally going to be able to see God face to face. Old Simeon in the temple takes the baby Jesus in his arms and once again he comes up with a wonderful phrase. He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. God has suddenly shined a light right into people's faces. There's no darkness. First there was. First there was mystery and darkness and snow. Suddenly light pierces into the darkness. As the Christmas song says, Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices and yonder breaks what? A new and glorious morn. So those shepherds went to Bethlehem under the new policy and they looked into the face of God. And Mary Mother Mary and baby Jesus face to face. Joseph and baby Jesus face to face. Shepherds and baby Jesus face to face. Simeon and Anna and wise men face to face. So that's why lights are so appropriate on Christmas. Suddenly the light shone in the darkness and you could see God face to face. How thrilling for you and for me fortunate for you and for me. We can look at Jesus face to face. You see, my friends, Jesus will someday be the judge of all the earth and every human being that ever lived, including you and including me, will stand before God face to face. For some, it will be terrifying. Jesus described it and said that people will call for the mountains to fall on them and bury them alive. Anything to escape the face of Jesus as their final judge. But on Christmas Day, we who believe have the source of light in our hearts. Face to face, a moment of pure joy. As the old song says, face to face, all blissful moments. Face to face, what will it be when with rapture I behold him, Jesus Christ, who died for me? Christmas light shining on the face of Jesus. And God's new policy, oh come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord.
getting one together here. Gentle Mary Later Child, page 395. Page 395, Gentle Mary Later Child.
Simeon said, my life is complete. I finished my course. I can die in peace. I have seen God's plan and am holding God's plan right here in my eyes. For Simeon, Jesus was all he needed to fulfill his life's plan. He was complete as he held baby Jesus in his arms. My friends, Jesus gives us a reason to live. Jesus gives us purpose in our lives. He makes our lives have meaning. Live for Jesus. Do his will. Search his word. And then shine. Point the way to others. And when life comes to an end, may it be said of you and me, the reason they lived was to serve God. They lived to spread the good news. Many lives were changed because they lived. So hold Jesus close to you. He is the best reason for living that there is. He's the one that'll make you like old Simeon, who said, Jesus, come into my life. Now I can die in peace, complete and fulfilled. So God bless you as you live for Jesus. And may it make your life worthwhile. And so this Christmas, we ask the question, what have you done? may be able to say, I lived my life for Jesus. He made my life whole. I have reason to live. My life has purpose. When you think back over your life, may they be able to say, it's plain to see, here's what they did. They lived their lives for Jesus. God bless you as you think about those thoughts and answer the question. So this is Christmas. And what have you done? Let's borrow the word of prayer and we'll have a closing song. Your Heavenly Father, Thank you for the thoughts of gathering, how we can come face to face with God who is such a giver. Give him all the best gifts that we might know you, draw close to you in this season and in every season and in every day. And we might live our lives in such a way so that when they are finished, we can lay down in peace and say we have done what you told us to do. So help us, bless us, make us mindful of these things as we finish out this season. We ask your blessing on us in Jesus' name. Amen. Go sing a song before we're done. I want to remind you there are no activities truly week until New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve at 7 o'clock. We'll have a get-together here. You bring any food, we'll eat it. Okay? <laughs> I don't care what. You know, everybody's cleaning out their refrigerator now. Bring it over. We'll eat it. Uh, uh, Chris, uh, uh, New Year's Eve at 7 o'clock will start, and then uh, by 8.30 or so, we'll begin a communion service to lead us into the new year. All right, so New Year's Eve here, starting at 7, come whatever you want, and then uh, there'll be a special communion service uh, after that. We will not stay till midnight because I'll fall asleep. <laughs> so... Uh, we will stay as long as you want. You can stay a little bit. I sleep on the floor for all I can. I'm going to go home and uh, sleep in my bed. Okay? Uh, but uh, that's the next service, and we want you to join. All right? And, uh, in your hymn book, page number 376. Stand together with us. 376. <laughs>
the bleak midwinter, the song that talks about maybe better than any other carol, what can I give God in this season? We think about gifts to everybody else. What can we give God? And this answers that question.
throughout this year. And Lord, may we think of it each and every day in the coming year and celebrate the child born in Bethlehem in our hearts each day of the coming year. We are thankful for all of these folks here, our friends, our family that is in this place. We are grateful that we have loved each other, and we pray that you would watch over us and protect us throughout this coming year. Put your hands specially with us, and may your spirit guide us in all the things we have to do. In your name we pray. Amen. Merry Christmas to you all. Merry Christmas. Hope you enjoyed our service. Thanks to the choir for that.